Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast, where thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and executives from around the world share their practical tips, strategies, and stories to help you unleash your potential and achieve your goals. Your journey of growth to become your best starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. My name is Natalina Nasruddin. I am the host of the Rise Up For You podcast and the founder of Rise Up For You. And today I am super excited to bring on a longtime friend who's amazing, who is actually on like episode 10 of Rise Up For You, like, <laughs> on like five years ago when I first started the business. And we've just built an amazing friendship. And I'm so excited to see you to continue to grow and all the cool stuff that you're doing. So please welcome Kimberly Seltzer to Rise Up For You. Tell us about you and what you do. Brag a little bit about to the audience, those that haven't heard about you before. Do I have to? Can't you? Yes. <laughs> First of all, that's crazy that it was episode five. Yeah, it was like, right. yeah no, that's really crazy. And, and we have grown so much. And I love always that your podcast has been about rising up and confidence because it, it, it is such a synergistic thing with what I do when it comes to dating. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm well here, I'll, I'll, I'll say my titles first, but then kind of go into what I do and why I got to do what I do. But I'm a, I consider myself actually an authentic dating strategist these days. And I'll explain why that is. I'm a confidence therapist and I'm an image consultant. So all that's a mouthful to say is that I have a holistic approach in helping people look and feel their best. So they attract what they want. And at the end of the day, it is all about confidence, right? So that that is kind of the the professional and obviously like, you know, the stuff in my bio and like your bio, right? Like it, it it's it's, I feel blessed that I've had such rich experiences to help other people. But honestly, I mean, the real reason why I do what I do is because of my own story. <laughs> my own, I had to go through my own stuff to b- rebuild my confidence. Um, and so I don't know if you want me to share a little bit about that as we get yeah, into it. Tell us, be, be pair, because I think it's important, especially, uh, you know, those that are listening that, uh, you, you know, sometimes we think that we see people and we're like, wow, like that's the finish line, but they don't understand like, the pain, the process, you know, that you went through to get there. And I, and I've always been a big fan of what you do because, you know, I understand there's a big component with dating, but you're absolutely right. Like the way that you show up, not only internally with your confidence, but also like your image and how you put yourself together, it makes such a difference. I would say in every relationship, romantic relationships, business relationships, corporate relationships, but tell us, you know, a little bit about your journey and your story, because I think it's important for the audience to know, like, you know, you didn't, didn't just build this bad boy out of millions of dollars that you had laying around. <laughs> well, not only that, you know, people here, I'm from LA and I have blonde hair and blue eyes and, and they're like, oh, she's just a stylist. And it's like, oh, just wear this and you'll be more confident. And it's like, no, <laughs> you know, I've been through and I, and I do agree with you. Like our adversity, our gifts in disguise, and it's not until we're through it, we look back and we say, ah, there's the gift. And, and that is really where I started learning to truly help people. Cause backing up, I, I, I worked as a therapist for many, many years back in Chicago. That's where I'm from. And I lived a very traditional life, right? I had the picket fence and the dog and the kids and the husband. I still have the kids, but you see where the story is going as I always said, right? And so everything was going on as planned. It was a very kind of, um, I thought my life as I knew it was just going to be my life. And here's the kicker about the confidence thing is that I considered myself 
a pretty confident person. I mean, I was happy with my life, happy with myself and happy being a parent. Now, then we pick up and we move across the country to La La Land, Los Angeles. We land here and that's where the record stopped. You know, we decided to do what all the other people here do, get a divorce. I mean, joke, obviously, like yeah, sure. There were issues, you know, going on in the story. And I like to blame LA, but the truth is I would have been here anyway. And really what I think happened is I, when I was reflecting on it, you know how like when you're you're kind of going through the motions and the humdrum of your everyday life, you often get insulated with things where you're not faced with things that maybe you're covering up. And I that I think happened. And when I was removed from my support system, my my cushy cocoon, we were faced with each other. And that's when everything kind of surfaced. And so there I was all alone in this new land, not knowing what to do with my new life. And it was a dark period, I have to say. And I would not be wearing this red shirt if you knew me back then. I back then was wearing all black um, at the, at the time I didn't really think anything of it, but now I realize it was a way of hiding and everything was too big on me. And I was still wearing the nursing bras. It wasn't even nursing any longer. And the flip flops and the disheveled hair, like you get the picture it was not sexy. And here I am supposed to go out and like date and feel confident. And it's like, it was like all my confidence in that moment in time just was shattered to the ground. And I really didn't know how I was going to pick up the pieces again. In fact, Often I would go back to bed and just want to give up. And here's the kicker. And I know you'll get this is that I'm a therapist. <laughs> I mean, here I, like, I should know better, you know, and I did all the traditional things that everyone said that they, you should do, including myself. You got to do the work. You got to work from the inside out. You got to feel good about yourself. And I did the work and I went to counseling and I did all the traditional things, but nothing was working. And so I'll never forget, and this is where everything changed, not only in my life, but the way that I think and help others, is I took a hard look in the mirror one day. I, I don't know what I, why that particular day, but I just, I really saw myself as this frumpy mom who was really sad and I was fed up. I was like, enough of this. Like, I, I need to go feel better about myself and I'm going to do something really untraditional. I'm going shopping. That's what it is, shopping therapy. So I, I, I go shopping and I think I'm up-leveling myself by having new clothes, but no, doing the same thing. All the black clothes are, are being put in my arms and probably three sizes too big. And this personal shopper, she came up to me and I now refer her as my guardian angel. And she, she said, ma'am, I've been watching you and I really think you should try this on. And she, she holds up this red dress that looked like three sizes too small. And I said, that's really sweet of you, but it's not my size. And it's so not my color. She says, honey, that is your color. That is your size. Try it on. And it was like, bam, she hit me over the head with that red dress. And then when I came to, I caught my red dress moment. I was like, you know, she's right. I'm doing all this thinking, all this analysis paralysis, and I'm not doing, I'm not feeling. And so I slipped into the dress, I twirled around like Cinderella, and bam. And there I was. Like, I really thought I saw a princess before me. And I just, that image of myself, I just hadn't seen in a very long time. And I decided to buy that dress that day, almost as a costume, because I still don't believe it. And I went out into the world, 
and I'm, I, I wore it. Like, this is where it all started. I wore that red dress everywhere I went, to the grocery store, to the coffee shop, to dates, to like anywhere I could. And here's the kicker. I noticed men noticing me and I didn't like it. It's like, hmm. wait a second. Here, this whole time, I'm like, oh, I just want to date. I want to feel good. And I, I recognized that I was scared of being seen. This is this really was like the the black clothes were like an invisible cloak, you know, and so that I didn't really have to put myself out there, have to be seen. And it forced me to be seen and get comfortable with myself and really take a hard look in the mirror and say, you know what? I am sexy. I am a confident girl so that other people would see me as that, too. And that is where everything I like the, my, the paradigm in which I work shifted. And so now. I work from the outside in because I believe that when you learn how to market yourself in a way where people get to know who you are, it's the quickest gateway into even your inner confidence. And believe me, I do the inner confidence as well, being a therapist, but it there's a symbiotic relationship between the outer and the inner when it comes to confidence. And, and that's where my business was born. I, I love it. And um, I, I want to throw a couple <laughs> questions at you as I'm, as I'm hearing you talk, but I am a firm believer in what you just said. In fact, one of my top keynotes is how to be seen, be heard, be relevant. And the first thing I talk about is, you know, owning your space, right, by, by that outside confidence and the outside style and the image and wearing colors. Like, I love to wear black. I'm wearing black today, but I have a whole slew of colors in my closet as well. But you're absolutely right that a lot of people don't realize subconsciously that they're not wearing color because they don't want to stand out, right? They kind of want to, like, just be in their own insular bubble and, and these colors and styles of clothing, whatever, they kind of keep us safe. But I want to ask you a question because as the years have kind of gone by with like some of the new movements that are happening socially, mm. uh, and I'm, I'm curious if you have felt this, there are some people that say like, I don't need to dress or look a certain way. I feel like I should just, I could wear like a tie-dye t-shirt and not wear any makeup and not do my hair and like, I should be able to land the job and get these opportunities just by being authentically me. So I don't disagree, but I, 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 I do at the same time, right? Because I, I think, like you said, there's a certain way that we want to market ourselves. So I'm kind of just curious, like what your thoughts are. Have you ever had some of that pushback of like, why do I need to wear a dress in order to, you know, to stand out or be seen? Or why do I need to wear color? Or why do I need to do my hair and my makeup? Why can't I just be naturally me? I'm kind of just curious on your take in regard to that and like what your thoughts are. I love that provocative question so much because there's a lot of layers to that. And of course you would ask me that. Um, <laughs> all right. Let me start by, by saying this is that, and just to clarify kind of like the distinction between like what I do versus maybe like when you go shopping in a store and a stylist is helping you. What, what is really important to me, I'm very scientific in the way I approach clothes. I don't believe that one size fits all necessarily. And that I don't believe in cookie cutter like looks either, but it's like, 
I, I and, and I have a three C rule that I'll go over that that everyone can even do at home for themselves, where it's looking at your body type, looking at your colors, looking at your lifestyle, what makes you feel confident, and wearing clothes intentionally that fits all of that, mm-hmm. right? So, it, and, and here's the thing: it's not changing who you are. It's a marketing yourself so that someone gets to know who you are. So my first question always to people who, who say, well, I'm just going to wear tie dye or, you know, my, like, like, let's say it's for love, right? Like they're trying to attract a, a partner, whether it's a man or a woman, I, I work with both. My first question is, is, it's work, is it working for you? Are you attracting what you want? And if you're not, you can't change the people, but you can change things about you that will attract something different. And whether that's your style or whether that's the way that you, you know, talk to people or flirt with people, flirting is a big part of my business too. We can get into that. Um, It's, there's an energy with that. And and a lot of times, um, and as a therapist, it's really meaningful to me to understand the why. So if tie dyes are really important to you, like, what is that about? Like, I'll give you an example. There was um, a woman who had that exact kind of attitude, right? She's like, I, you're not putting me in a red dress. It's it's not me. I, I If a man doesn't like me for me, then, you know, forget it. <laughs> Yet she wasn't landing any dates, like literally, like she would go out. So I, I said, I get that. And you don't have to put on a red dress, but I'm just wondering if there's something attached to kind of the the clothes that you're wearing and how fear might be coming up around like putting yourself out there. And lo and behold, as we were like chiseling away her past, it turns out that she actually like rebelled against, you know, being feminine. Like she had a very um, flirty mom, I will say that, who got a lot of attention and embarrassed her and she didn't want to be like her mom. So she kind of went the other way and said, you know, this is, I'm not going to be her. Like it was like a fear that, and she didn't want guys to take advantage of her either and like her for her sexuality. She wanted guys to like her for intellectuality. And I said, well, being sexy and intellectual, you can be both, (laughs) you know, like in her mind, it was like one or the other. And so there was this whole like conversation that we had to have. And it wasn't until we went shopping together and she started trying on things that she never thought she would. And then she started getting feedback from men and like different people. She started shifting in the way she thought about it, the way she felt about it. And so there's not an easy answer to your question, but hopefully what I'm trying to convey is that it's really asking yourself the question, what's that about? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and I, I love the way that you explained it as well. Okay. Let's move over to some of the juiciness that you talk about. (laughs) Uh, You've known me for a long time and I'm being, you know, very transparent. Like this is all, you know, dating and, you know, kind of putting yourself out there has always been like a little bit of a challenge for me. And, you know, I'm curious your thoughts on, you know, women that, you know, let's say are confident uh, women that, you know, do put themselves together that, you know, would consider themselves like have a good head on their shoulders, kind, loving, um, that still really have a challenge. Uh, you know, I've worked over the years. Uh, I, I guess I've noticed my blind spot over the years, which is the, the masculine and the feminine, right? Like understanding like, okay, I'm more masculine in the business and, you know, leadership and these kind of things. But in my personal life, like understanding how to kind of find that balance. And, and I've worked well with that. 
But, you know, what would you say? I'm sure you get a lot of clients that like are just, you know, smoking hot, amazing careers, living their best life, but they just can't crack the code to finding the partner. Right. So and men and women. Right. It's like not gender specific. So I'd love to just, you know, hear like with all your research and your experience, like what is going on? Yeah. Oh, such a good topic. It's so funny because I'm actually speaking at a conference next week talking about, you know, why it's so hard for entrepreneurs to date and find love. And, you know, I think there is a connection there because it is, there's different nuances with different people. Well, and here's the thing. I, again, I'm not this cookie cutter approach coach. It's not one size fits all in the, in the way that, you know, people need help and what they're dealing with. Cause you're right. Like there's people who don't need help with their style and they got that going on, you know, but here. I will answer it in a ways of like how I help people. And by the way, I'd say 90% of the people that I work with are high achievers um, who are like productivity, like gangbusters, you know, like they're used to running the show and they're doing it all. And, you know, like go getter kind of women. And there is a certain energy with that that sometimes gets hard to turn off when it comes to receiving. And that's part of the femininity piece. And so there, there's different like ways that leak, I will say that, okay? And so one of the things that I talk about is my formula called the Charisma Quotient. And that's the name of my podcast, which you're on, and you're going to be on again. Um, and, and I love the word charisma because it kind of summarizes the thing that I'm really teaching because really charisma is an energy that just draws people to you. And then from, from there, obviously, you know, there's other nuances to it, but what's so cool about it is that research shows that it's something that is learned. It's not something that people are necessarily like just come natural to, I mean, babies are charismatic, but naturally, but then filters happen and things happen over time where the environment shapes that. Um, And so within the charisma quotient, I work on three pillars. And no matter who I'm working with, after taking a history, that's the first thing that I do as a therapist, understanding people's journey and and really detecting kind of patterns. That's why I'm calling myself a strategist these days, because I just believe we all fall into habits based on like our ascribed roles, our family system, all of that stuff. And I know you teach that too. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, looking at your patterns and your histories and putting strategies into place to override some of these habits in three areas of the charisma quotient, one being your style intelligence, I call it. And so it's not style intelligence, by the way, isn't just um, the clothes that you wear. It's how you wear it. It's your energy. It's it's your nonverbal communication. It's your body language. So like you could dress, for instance, like I once worked with a woman who dressed really well, but her body language was very masculine. So even though she appeared feminine in the way that she dressed, her movements and her energy was very, you know, like kind of staccato. Right. And so- and, and actually, and she admitted, she's like, well, I, I've been using these dresses as a way to feel more feminine, yet the movement in her body was not feminine. And so like she would do like kind of, you know, movements like this and and then she would talk really loud and like, you know, like th- so there were so the tonality of your voice is even considered a nonverbal 
cue and just working on softening her and being more sing-songy and having more flow. And like I have a dating retreat coming up and I've been doing these these retreats now for a while. And I, I love it because I bring in this guy who's a salsa dancer and we work on max, you know, masculine and feminine energy with each other. It's co-ed. And because there's so much movement in the body that gets missed, especially with high achievers. And I think there's a connection there because if you think about it, if you're a high achiever and you're a go-getter, that's very cerebral. That's in your head and it's outcome oriented, right? And so when it comes to dating, it's actually the opposite. It's letting go of the outcome. It's being present. It's not worrying about what's next. And that's what flirting is all about. So that's why there's like sometimes a rub there with, with that energy, you know? Um, so, so again, that, that's kind of the outside. And then the second pillar, and you do a lot of teaching on this as well, is the emotional intelligence, how we express ourselves, vulnerability, authenticity, how we let people in. And I believe that's a strong component to attraction because a lot of times people will maybe stay safe and surfacey with their conversations on date and not allow someone to really feel them in the way they express themselves. And then the third pillar is social intelligence, which is, you know, how we manage interpersonal communication. And that includes flirting. And so flirting is a really interesting word. It raises a lot of eyebrows. Um, people have associations with that. That's why I love doing workshops on it, because people have different ideas of what that is. And even the way that we interact with the um, either the opposite sex or the same sex, whoever you're attracted to, it, it, it matters in those messages that you're sending that you're open for business, that you are dateable, that you want to move on with that person rather than just being friendly and talkative. So there's there's a lot of nuances that is hard to necessarily see. And that's why I love doing kind of these workshops and, and seeing people in action, because that's the only time sometimes you can really shift is, is when it's in action. Yeah, that's right. Thank you for breaking down the three pillar step, because I think it's uh, important. And there's a couple things that you said that even resonated with me that I don't think of like the, um, like, even though you look feminine, like if my, if my movements are staccato or sharp or whatever, you know, cause I was a performer and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. right. So yeah. well, I appreciate that. This has been a really great conversation and I know we can keep going, but I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview Yeah, and I just ask you some rapid fire questions. So the first question is, if today were your last day, you know, in the world, what's one golden nugget that you would like to leave with everybody? Oh, enjoy yourself. I know that sounds like really, <laughs> it's really almost like some too simplistic, but I think we've gotten so complex that 100%. having more simplicity and fun and play in our lives, life is too short. And even I have to remind myself of that, that, everything is always going to be okay, even in the bad stuff and the good stuff. And, and I think we've gotten so serious and the pandemic didn't help that to have a little lightness and levity and fun is so important because you do only live once. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, I, we're really big on values here at Rise It For You. So I always like to ask, you know, we have a lot of values that are non-negotiable. What's one mm -hmm. value for you that's an absolute non-negotiable that, you, that you, you won't mess with it? Honesty. That's easy for me to say. Um, I just don't have tolerance for 
dishonesty. I think it's one of the core values that I instill with people I work with, people who I um, have in my friendship circle, you know, trust and that honesty is so important because without it, there's no relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I have one more question for you, but before we ask it, tell us a little bit about uh, how we can learn more about you, where we can find you. I know you have some events coming up. So, so brag a little bit more about all the ways we can connect with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, hot off the press, if you're listening to this live, oh my gosh, what time is it? In two hours, I am doing a workshop. Um, It's like one of three series. This one is first impression makeover. So we're going to be actually tackling a lot of the stuff we were talking about, like how to be more sexy, confident in your style and your body language. And that's happening in two hours. You can go to stophatingdating.com if you want to register and come join us. I mean, even last minute, I know I usually join things last minute anyway. So love to have you. And if not, look for the other two. So just, you know, go there and register. You can go to my website, kimmyseltzer.com and get a hold of me there. Charisma Quotient, of course, is my um, my podcast. And actually, I have a free gift for all your listeners too, sure. if you're interested, because it's based on what we were talking about. If you really want to know what your body type is, whether you're a man or a woman, I have two style guides and you can just go to kimmyseltzer.com forward slash style and pick it up and it'll teach you how to measure yourself and it'll determine what body type you are, what shape you are and what clothes that flatter that shape and what clothes to stay away from. And that is the first step to build at least your outer confidence. I love that. Thank you for that. We'll, we'll definitely put that in the show notes as well so people can download it. So my final question for you, again, thank you for being on our show, is what does Rise Up For You, as you know, that's the name of the company, what does that mean to you and for you when you hear that phrase? What I love about that phrase is the last two words, for you, because it'd be a different meaning if it was just Rise Up. You know, and because really it all comes back to you, that you have the power to rise up, that you have the power to build your confidence. And it's not until you feel like confident within yourself, that's when others will too, and that you have complete and utter control of that. And that's empowering to me. And so there's such empowerment in that phrase. Awesome. This has been such an amazing conversation and I'm so happy to see you again, my friend, and we'll connect outside the podcast, but thank you for joining us. It's been, uh, again, a great conversation. And I know that many of our listeners will resonate with what you have to say. Thank you everyone for joining us today on the rise up for you podcast. Again, we're bringing you episodes every single week with amazing thought leaders and experts and business owners from around the world that are here to educate and empower you to be your absolute best. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Kim. Thank you.